0: Fast Twitch, the new energy drink from Gatorade, is here. And it's powering fast starts for athletes in every arena, like NBA All-Star Zion Williamson, WNBA Champ Kalia Copper, and MLB Superstar Francisco Lindor. With 200 milligrams of caffeine, electrolytes, and zero sugar, Fast Twitch is the new go-to for on-the-go energy anytime you need to turn up the intensity. Available in six refreshing Gatorade-inspired flavors, grab Fast Twitch in the energy drink aisle at a store near you.
1: What's better than this, guys, Being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked on. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this mock draft episode of the podcast. It's uh, presented by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch, Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Kyle, good morning.
0: Good morrow on the mock draft. What is this, November mock draft?
1: Yeah, I think we may have skipped a couple. Holy cow. Yeah.
0: Well, we bake. That's the good news. We're back. To answer your initial question, there is nothing that is better than this. Let's get that out of the way right now. Yep. It's a mock draft edition of the Draft Dudes 1 through 16 today, 17 through 32 tomorrow. So it's a double header. Maybe, maybe Joe will throw in a couple picks for those fan bases that don't have first round picks at the end of Thursday's show. I don't know. Or we could drop them on. Would you rather
1: perhaps? Yeah. We
0: could say, would you rather X fans with your first pick have a or B and you, we each present a player. Okay. I like that.
1: Yeah. All right. So look, we just mapped out the rest of the week here on the spontaneous content
0: creation live on the show. This All is right. how most of our process works.
1: Right, but sometimes it comes <laughs> sometimes out really Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. <laughs> All right, I've got odds you've got evens.
0: Yeah, you're ready to rumble.
1: I am, man, I know. Uh, so, And we have uh, – this is based on the current draft order. So if you don't like what your yes. team's picking, be blame your, your team. team. Yeah, blame your earn, team. They earned this.
0: There's no Vegas odds. We're not projecting anything. This is Tankathon's current draft order is exactly what we are drafting here and now
1: on the show. All right, number one overall, New York Jets. Trevor Lawrence is the pick, quarterback from wow. Clemson. Wow, yeah, a shocker. You, well, look, it, just get used to it. <laughs> Sam Darnold he does, deserves a fair shake in the NFL. They should trade him before with Trevor Lawrence.
0: Period, point blank, period. Okay, so the New York <laughs> Giants are – the New York Giants at one in seven. Are in any other year would probably be comfortably the worst team of football. Yet Joe managed to to bet on them to get more wins this season than the Washington football team.
1: Well, how's that looking so far?
0: Uh, well, Washington's got two. So, yeah,
1: well, if Daniel Jones could throw a two point conversion on time, we might have a chance here.
0: Yeah, well, and that's the reason why they're going to draft Justin Fields.
1: <laughs> You're welcome for the that segue. <laughs> yes,
0: a beautiful segue here. So here's the deal, uh, Daniel Jones has the most turnovers in his first 30, I think it's 34 games since Ryan leaf. He has like 36 turnovers in 40, in 35 games, 34, 35 games as the starting quarterback, of the New York giants. Uh, he's making the same egregious mistakes that he was making for his very first start. And at this point, I don't think he has that long of a leash to work with because this organization continues to have a lack of stability and a lack of clear vision on who they want to be as a football team. So the GM, Dave Gettleman, who made this pick, is probably on the outs this year. And if that's the case, a new GM is not going to come in here and say, hey, we have a potential lame duck head coach in Joe Judge, and I'm going to stay married to Daniel Jones if I can get a quarterback of the caliber of Justin Fields.
1: I got the Jaguars at pick number three, and Kyle, in the mock draft that I produced for the DraftNetwork.com this week, I did not give Jacksonville a quarterback in this spot, and my thought process was good in my head in that I think the best quarterback left on the board is Trey Lance, who is not an immediate answer for any team. He just doesn't have enough experience at this point, and it's unreasonable to expect him to come in and be ready to go right away, And, and so I didn't like the idea of him going to Jacksonville, where... I mean, good Lord, they're about to start Jake Lutton this week at quarterback. Hey, good so, news for
0: my fantasy team and James Robinson, though.
1: Yeah, well, sure. Feed
0: that, man, 30 times.
1: So, Jaguars fans are all upset. Oh, we got to get a quarterback. Can't, there's no way we oh. cannot get a quarterback. So guess what, what do you want? Get? No, they're, they're doing it. They're getting it right here. You're going to take a quarterback That's just so to dumb. take it. Yep, That's no. so dumb. Here it is. Trey Lance, quarterback from North Dakota State to pick for the Jaguars at three. I think he's got a reasonable chance of not even,
0: not even being QB three when we're done. Well, I know we said I, that on – what was it, takes on takes on Monday night? We said right.
1: That? Yeah, it's, it's a perfectly logical disposition. But the problem is when you feel like you have to get a quarterback and you're picking three and everything else is disappointing to you, look, here, you get a quarterback just to get a quarterback. And don't come crying to me when he's not starting for several years and you're still trying to figure things out.
0: Right, so you're going to take a top three pick on a quarterback, sit in behind Gardner Minshew for yep. – a year and a half. Okay.
1: Yep.
0: I need to have a Pepsi and cool down here.
1: Joe. Here's your quarterback. Here's your quarterback. Jacksonville. This football season will be different and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, I like to watch football at my house with my family. And of course, with an ice cold Pepsi in hand, Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the league of football watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi.
0: So, the Miami Dolphins are on the clock. Courtesy of the Houston Texans. I have Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase, Micah Parsons, Greg Rousseau, Jalen Waddell. All legitimate options with this pick. I struggle a little bit here, Joe. Yeah,
1: because you didn't expect Sewell to be there, right?
0: Yes, but also like Miami's bigger needs. Miami's biggest needs on the offensive line, long term, are left guard and center. Does Penny Sewell help me with either one of those two spots? Nope. Nope
1: you put Robert Hunt at left guard and play Sewell at one of the tackle spots.
0: Right, so I'm going to take Sewell and potentially move him or move Austin Jackson and, and completely roll the dice with a top twenty pick from last year. Like,
1: what I, do we say on this podcast? I don't, know, let don't, great don't players. I listen. know, don't
0: let a good pro player prevent you from taking a great player. Right. I understand that. Yep,
1: yep.
0: But what is the the offensive line is just as much about finding the collective sum of five that is the best product that you can create. And I think you can create a comparably good group of five by taking what Miami has and adding interior players uh, to that puzzle. So I'm not going to take Penny Sewell here, Joe. Jamar Chase is very tempting as well. Uh, But as I studied Jamar Chase – Uh, on my flight down to Miami last weekend, he really struck me as he's a lot of what Miami has in Devontae Parker, uh, which is not a bad thing. But I do think with the style of offense that the Dolphins play, they need more players that can do more with the ball in their hands. So I'm not sure he's the the projection I'm going to love either. I'm going to take Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State-Miami desperately needs a Mike three-down linebacker. They traded Raekwon McMillan ahead of the offseason um, or ahead of the start of the season. And Miami has kind of committed that spot. And I think if as good as Miami's defense is playing right now, you add Micah Parsons and his pass rush ability to that, uh, it's a big boost.
1: I got the Falcons number five overall. Um we're going to go with uh, Miami edge Gregory Rousseau with this Ooh. pick. Uh, Atlanta has been searching for pass rush help. They signed Dante Fowler to a big deal. But, you know, Tock McKinley is going to walk after the season. They don't have much else on the roster to get excited about on the outside. Their defense uh, needs some help. And let's give them a, a long and athletic pass rusher with a ton of upside here. So, Whoa. Greg Rousseau to the Falcons.
0: They officially got some help there with that yep. pick. That's a nice pick. Joe, the Cowboys at six. They desperately need secondary help. Is there are you, none of your teams? I presume are interested in trading up. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I'm. I just want to keep it clean.
0: Okay. Well, I'd like to keep it chaotic, but that's okay. <clears throat> Am I crazy for thinking Penn Sewell here for the Cowboys? Uh, you're not. I have to. Penny Sewell's going to be the pick here at six for the Cowboys. Best player available on the board. Tyron Smith, wrong side of 30. Back issues have been problematic for him for a couple of years. He is a costly player, and Joe, if I'm wrong, his contract's up after 2021-ish, something like that. I think we did that for, for the Scouts when we did the San Diego Scouts expansion draft over the summer. So he's, he is a eight-figure Salary cap hit every single year for a team that desperately needs all the cap space that they can get as they look to figure out how in the hell they're going to get Dak Prescott underneath this. If one of the top three quarterbacks was there, maybe I would have considered, but they're not. Penny Sewell pick, offensive tackle, Dallas Cowboys.
1: All right, I got the Washington football team at number seven, and they're really excited because they need playmakers on offense, and the best wide receiver in the class is available. His name is Jamar Chase out of LSU. Uh, gives them at least another difference maker, hopefully to go with Terry McLaurin on the offense, because I mean, look, there's, there's just not a whole lot of weapons here. Um, They'd love to get a quarterback, but I don't know if I'm ready to take a a Zach Wilson here at number seven. And um, you know, they would have taken Sewell, but the Cowboys took him before them. So we're going to go with the playmaker here in Jamar chase and make sure whoever winds up playing quarterback has uh, at least one more guy to throw the football to.
0: So, the Los Angeles Chargers now on the clock at 8, and they're heartbroken that Sewell didn't make it down to him at 8. Understandably so. As we review what the Chargers' needs are, Joe, would we say it's unreasonable that offensive line would be the ideal
1: pick? Absolutely, especially with you know, seeing what you have in Herbert and probably feeling a little bit bad that you didn't do a better job building up the O-line uh, to begin with.
0: Is there any offensive lineman worthy of a top 8 selection on the board right now?
1: Um to be a tough sell for me, brother.
0: Likewise, which is why we're not going to do it.
1: <laughs> this is, and this is what Trevor criticized me for in my mock draft. He's like, "You got to pick an offensive lineman." Okay, okay yeah, okay, let, pal.
0: Let me take Alex Leatherwood, 8 overall, right. just because the right. Chargers need offensive linemen.
1: So I gave him Greg Rousseau because I, you know, they're not going to be able to re-sign everyone. Probably not Ingram, and now they got another edge rusher to go with Bosa. It was a good pick.
0: I think I'm gonna go Pat Sertain the second here.
1: Yeah, lock it, I'm gonna go lock it in.
0: Lock it and in. Pat Sertain the second cornerback from Alabama. Obviously, the bloodlines uh, of NFL great Pat Sertain, and uh, the the Chargers have such a fearsome group up front when everybody's healthy. Um, the, but the, what they brought in Harris, Harris hasn't played quite to the standard that we're used to, and he's slowing down a little bit. And I, I just think some youth in that cornerback room would go a long way to kind of helping a team that has to defend Patrick Mahomes twice a year. So let's put Pat Sertain on the charters with the 8th overall pick.
1: All right, I've got the New England Patriots. Patriots at number nine, and uh, this is a team that needs some. some, Well, they need some dudes on offense, man. Right, like uh, they'll get some help back with some of the guys that opted out uh, to help their defense. Uh, But you know, we're talking about really underwhelming group of of skill players for their quarterback and. Uh, I don't know that Cam Newton's going to be the answer there, but I don't think there's an answer at quarterback here at number nine that I'm comfortable with. Uh, So let's give them Alabama wide receiver Jalen Waddle. Give this offense some juice uh, to go with, you know, what what they have in Inkel Harry and some of the tight ends they picked last year in a good run game. So, you know, it gives them some speed that they don't don't currently have. So Jalen Waddle's a pick here for the Patriots. Can I be honest with you? Yeah.
0: If that was me – I think I might have given him Kyle Pitts. Did you consider Kyle Pitts at all?
1: Yeah, I, I did. Um, I guess part of me is like they drafted two tight ends last year. And that, what do we I mean on this podcast? Yeah, well, look, I mean, <laughs> th- that shouldn't preclude them from taking a tight end. But, like, I mean, tight ends – tight end has only been featured in that offense when they had Gronk. So, I think we have this perception that New England wants to throw the ball to tight ends. but. You know, I mean, they didn't do anything to upgrade tight end last year, and they drafted these two guys this year. And, and like, Waddle, to me, is as good of of a receiver prospect as Pitts is at tight end, and I think receivers are a more valuable position.
0: Fair enough. So the Minnesota Vikings are on the clock at number 10 here. And uh, yet another example of a team that has no players at their primary needs that I would feel comfortable taking – inside the top 10? Well, maybe. We have their primary leads listed as interior line play on both sides of the football, offensive and defensive line, safety, and then quarterback. Holy cow. I got nothing to work with here. Okay. Minnesota is going to take, after working the lines, maybe seeing if they could get a little trade down action, not really getting any bites, especially now that Waddle's off the board. Offensive guard, Wyatt Davis, Ohio State Buckeyes. This dude, I don't care what kind of system you play. I don't care what kind of zone man. He will fit and he will thrive. Uh, He is everything you absolutely want an interior offensive lineman to be. The pure positional value is not great. but here at 10, we're at least on the fringe of where you'd start to feel comfortable taking blue chip into your offensive lineman. And uh, with them just having taken Garrett Bradbury as of late, he was why Davis gets the lean over Creed Humphrey for this great fit with the Vikings. Joe, another great fit is our friends at Built Bar and My Belly. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, no bull. And uh, that was, we got put onto the Built Bars over the course of the summer and they have quickly become a staple of my snacks throughout the course of the day. Uh, Whether you're looking for something that is post-workout, you're looking for something that's keto-friendly, you're looking for something, a light breakfast on the go, Built Bar can be that for you. Under 200 calories per bar, up to 20 grams of protein per bar, one seventh the grams of carbs and sugar per bar of a typical protein bar. And best of all, they taste delicious. So visit builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and you can save 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on at builtbar.com to save 20% off your next
1: order. All right, Kyle. I was going to pick Wyatt Davis for the Bengals. Oh, here. Sad. sad. Yeah, well, I hate to see it. I was already ready for. You know, Bengals fans and yelling at me for giving them an Ohio State offensive lineman. Um, But you saved me, man. So, thanks. Uh, I'm going to give him an offensive lineman because it's offensive line no matter what here when it comes to uh, helping my guy Joe Burrow, who's getting hit at an unhealthy rate here. So, uh, this is an offensive tackle here that some people are still learning about. And that's Christian Derisaw from Virginia Tech. Uh, He's long. Yeah, he's long. He's athletic. Um, Eleven. He's got some power to him. Yeah, man. Look, I mean, a Silky smooth offensive tackle that's dominating this year. That's showed some really good power on tape, and he has really good range. And you think about the wide zone rushing attack that Zach Taylor wants to employ. You think about the range of Dariusaw. You think about his mobility and pass pro. Like, yeah, let's go and put him in at offensive tackle opposite of Jonah Williams, and give Joe Burrow a damn set of bookend tackles that can keep him upright. So, yeah, give me Christian Derrissaw, number 11, to the Bengals.
0: My goodness. Oh, I want to do it. This is a little crazy, though. So, I have the Carolina Panthers at 12. Take care of them. I want to go corner.
1: Yeah, he's right there.
0: I kind of want to go with a local corner. A local corner.
1: Kind of local, like four, within four hours local?
0: No, I mean like in the Carolinas local.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know who I'm talking about, right?
1: Uh, You're either talking about J.C. Horn or Darian Kendrick. Oh,
0: well, it's not Darian Kendrick.
1: So then it's J.C. Horn. I kind of want to. Over the one that's in... Blacksburg?
0: Yeah, and because he hasn't played, right? Like, that Whoa. will be that will be a variable for some teams. Ah. I know. <laughs> All right. Co- cooler heads are going to prevail Prevail here. Caleb Farley is going to be the pick, but I did think hard about South Carolina corner J.C. Horn. Reason why I'm ultimately settling on this pick is Matt Rule is a developer, right? Mm-hmm. He develops talent. He develops programs. Caleb Farley is still new to the position, but with his athletic tools, he is still a very highly effective corner prospect out of Virginia Tech sitting out this year. I think Rule will be excited about the untapped potential of Caleb Farley as a new player to the position, and therefore he will be the pick.
1: I got the Lions here at number 13, and – One of the challenges for the Lions is they have, like, I think a glaring top need on the interior defensive line, and there's just not going to be a player that's going to make a lot of sense without reaching. So um, it's going to be more of a day two thing, I think, for Detroit and fixing that issue. Um, I do feel compelled to give them a wide receiver, Kyle. Um, And I really like Devonta Smith from Alabama. Smart. The thing I always say about Devonta Smith is he's not the biggest, he's not the strongest, he's not the most explosive, but my goodness, he knows how to get open and catch the football and be extremely, extremely consistent. And I think that he would flourish with a quarterback like Matt Stafford, uh, especially, you know, if they're able to bring back Galladay and and keep him, you know, at receiver as well to kind of add to this mix. Um, you know, I, I think Detroit's kind of been looking for playmakers for a while, and uh, they're starting to find a bit here with Kenny Galladay, obviously. Hawkinson's played better. But I think they need more, and I think Devontae Smith can give them some consistency at wide receiver, too.
0: Okay, so the Denver Broncos are now on the clock at 14. And I'm going to go with the offensive line, Joe. We, we've we pegged offensive tackle as a big need for them. Garrett Bowles has played fairly well this year. And uh, as a result, we, we shift our eyes to right tackle. You know, Are you taking a right tackle this early in the top 15? I want to take an offensive lineman that's going to give me optimal flexibility. So I look at who is available, and the name that stands out is a name who's already been dropped on this, who I think you'd be silly to take in the top eight. But you get to the teens, and Alex Leatherwood of Alabama, 6'6", 3'10". He's got experience playing right guard. You've got DeMar Dotson at right tackle. So he's played in both left and right-handed stances. He's playing left tackle for the Crimson Tide this year. We need to start thinking about potentially getting out of the Juwan James contract. Uh, You're not getting any valuable return for that. Give me Alex Leatherwood at 14 to the Broncos.
1: So who is on the clock next, Kyle? The 49ers. Once upon a time, the San Francisco 49ers drafted a quarterback from – no, they didn't draft him. <laughs> they had a quarterback. They traded for him. They had a quarterback from BYU.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or number eight, Steve Young. Let's go back to the BYU quarterback Oh, my goodness gracious, there it is. And give them Zach – Wilson, one of the upstart quarterbacks this season, a guy who has really shined when it comes to throwing the football down the field, working off script, extending plays. It's beautiful. Got some arm slots, man. He can run this Kyle Shanahan offense.
0: It's That's beautiful.
1: Pick, brother. Zach Wilson, another BYU quarterback, putting on the San Francisco 49ers helmet.
0: I uh, have a feeling he won't wear number eight,
1: though. Heck no. What <laughs> number does he actually wear? <laughs> is It better not be eight because we could be in trouble here. I think it's one. Got to it's one. It is one, yeah. It is, so, you know, what's funny about this is, is Bears fans are oozing over Wilson, right? Right. And and so I put that in my mock draft for, for Monday, and people are starting to respond with uh, him and the headband that he wears and, and showing pictures with him and Jim McMahon, which, yep. you know, also a famous headband guy. Yep. So, you know, look, I'm breaking the Bears fans' hearts.
0: Wasn't McMahon a BYU guy as well?
1: Oh, are you? Wait, is that true? we got to find this out right now. Jim McMahon. I think you're right. I think he went to BYU. I'm pretty sure he did. Yes. Can confirm. How's that recall, Joe? Woo! Oh, man. So there's the BYU dynamic in both places.
0: Yeah. Yeah somebody's going to be going back to the well.
1: You know, you're going to have to ask yourself, do you want, do you want a pick earlier in the draft or do you want that first-round playoff loss? You know, one of them gets you Zach Wilson, one of them doesn't.
0: The Miami Dolphins are back on the clock with the last pick today, Joe. And there's no wide receivers of appeal, which mm-hmm. kind of stinks. The good news is Creed Humphrey's still on the board. Center from Oklahoma here, and he will be the pick uh, for the Dolphins. So they're going to go pair Creed Humphrey with Micah Parsons. Very Belichickian style, strong up the middle, right? we got to be strong up the middle. Brian Flores off of that tree. Staying strong up the middle by investing in the heart of both their offense and their defense with each of their first-round picks. Uh, Potential to replace Ted Karras in the starting lineup. And uh, the Dolphins are suddenly cooking with gas here on the offensive line. That's it. We did it. We did it. We successfully worked through the first half of the first round in a timely manner.
1: Which we had to because we had a time limit on our recording. So. Correct.
0: So we're very proud that Just we to Just in case anyone, anyone thought I was done. being
1: a jerk earlier by being like <laughs> moving the line along. Nope. Joe took it super serious. We got to get I did done. because I'm sick of the damn thing cutting off. I know a lot of people have, have followed up with us on that. So I, I try to do my part here.
0: So we're done here. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino. Thanks as always for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast tomorrow, 17 through 32. So set your calendars accordingly. Come back and see us then.